Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Talk Witchcraft podcast, where I will be talking about some witchcraft practices like cleansing, meditation, divination, and visualization. You're listening to Talk Witchcraft, the podcast where we talk about witchcraft as a lifestyle and discover how to merge magic into your daily life. Every week, we'll demystify witchy topics like tarot, astrology, crystals, herbs, and more as you develop your personal brand of magic and create the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Maggie Hazeman. So we'll start with cleansing, and I like to think of cleansing uh, um, as the process of removing energy that you do not want in your space. And so we're talking about cleansing your space specifically, but you can cleanse your space, you can cleanse yourself, you can cleanse objects, but the cleansing is about removing energy that you don't want, and that way you can make space for the energy that you do want in that area. And you'll want to periodically do this, and do this physically and energetically, so this is a never-ending process of looking at and evaluating the things you have, the material objects, and your circumstances and your relationships in your life, and you're going to decide to release what you do not want anymore, what is not helpful to you, which could even be hurtful to you, so that you can welcome what is going to help you, what is what you need in your life. So I've talked about what a sacred space is in previous episodes. But basically, a sacred space is the air, the space that is sacred. It's just what it sounds like. Um, so cleansing is one way that you basically assign a place as sacred. An altar is an example of a sacred space. And every space that you have in your home has a purpose. So your kitchen is the place where you clean. It's a, For a lot of people, it's the place where you gather to eat meals. The bedroom is a place to relax and to sleep. The living room is a place to maybe play games or watch TV and relax. If you have a dining room, then that's where you eat. Or occasionally, if you're like me, you might set up your office there. Um, or if you have an office as well, then you work in that space so you all of these different areas have a specific purpose or intention of how you want to feel when you are in them and what you want to use them for so when you are cleansing you want to keep that purpose in mind the way that you use that space as you're reviewing your objects and your relationships and your circumstances you'll want to keep that in mind as well now you might decide that you keep your entire home sacred and you're very diligent and intentional about what you keep and what you don't keep and the energy that you allow there. You might just have specific rooms that you want to really focus on and other ones aren't so important to you or you might just have an area of a room. Whatever you're doing, you'll want to go through periodically and evaluate the things that are in that space. So you'll go through drawers, you'll go through closets, your pantry, your cupboards, shelves, under your bed, in baskets and pockets and purses and wallets, everything that, every space that things collect and clutter collects, you're, you'll want to go through those periodically and maybe you'll come up with some sort of schedule to do this because it can be a very big job. 
but you'll want to go through every single thing in the space that you are cleansing and decide, does this serve the purpose of this space? And if it doesn't, then you'll want to remove it in some way. So clean it physically and either move it to where it does belong in your home. You know, things move around, so you might have, you might find that things that belong in the bathroom have ended up in your bedroom. And so you'll make sure you wanna, you'll put things back where they belong so that they can better serve their purpose. If it doesn't serve the purpose of the space and it's not usable to you, but it is usable to somebody, you can bless it and give it away. And if it's not usable to anyone, then just get rid of it. You don't need that. And then if it is in the place that it needs to go, then make sure you clean it physically and just set it aside because there's some more work to do. You're going to clean the surfaces of that space and you're going to clean, um, clean energetically. So you'll be cleaning physically, you clean the objects and then you clean the actual surfaces like the floor and the walls and the tables and, and chairs and things in your space using natural cleaners, um, which you can buy in stores or you can make. And there's tons of recipes that you can find using ingredients like vinegar and baking soda and you can even add essential oils that, that can add this extra magical boost because you're bringing in that herbal association into your cleaning and as you're cleaning remember you're keeping that intention of the space in mind so you'll go through and you'll do this physical cleansing and then you'll go through again and do an energetic cleansing you can use all sorts of there's very there's a ton of different techniques for cleansing so I'm just going to share a few with you and the first one involves fire uh, we'll start with smoke and then also the use of fire specifically. So smoke is often used for cleansing using a bundle of herbs, rosemary or pine or sage. Any You can use a combination of herbs or you can choose just one. You light the bundle on fire and you let it go to smolder and then you waft the smoke around your room or the space that you're in. You can use incense for this as well. And as you do this, you visualize that smoke is dissolving anything that is polluting your sacred space. So you're doing a visualization, you have this intention in mind of cleansing, and you want to focus on the areas of your space that that energy can collect in. So these are um, like corners of the room, energy often collects there, stagnant energy does, as well as darker areas. So places that the sun doesn't reach very well. So focus on those areas, but cover the entire space and move about either just a room or your entire home and cleanse in this way. So that's using smoke with a bundle of herbs or using incense. You can also use a candle to remove negativity from a space by setting your intention as you light the candle and focusing on the flame that you are cleansing your space in that way. You can write your intention on a slip of paper and burn it if that is helpful to you as well. So you can use the candle flame to burn that piece of paper and be using common sense with all of this, making sure that you're careful with these open flames and that you're uh, in a well-ventilated area so that you're not breathing in too much smoke and to make sure you don't leave these things unattended. So that's fire and smoke. You can use sound as well. This is another way to cleanse your space. And you can use any sort of instrument, sound instrument, that makes a pleasant sound. 
and this creates a vibration. So you can kind of visualize that those vibrations are spreading throughout the space and breaking apart any harmful or unhelpful energy to, and you're, set, you're keeping that intention in mind. That's the important thing is to remember your intention of what you want that space to be used for as you're cleansing with these vibrations. So you can use things like chimes or singing bowls, bells or drums, and you can use these to increase, increase that energetic vibration in your space to keep your intention and again to remove anything that's not helpful. And the final method for cleansing that I'll talk about is using crystals. So we've talked a little bit about crystals before on this podcast, but crystals emit this natural vibration. All things vibrate and crystals do as well. So the energy and the vibrations that come off of the crystals can cleanse your space. It can also protect your space from those harmful energies from coming back in. So you can set out crystals. I like to call them watchtowers, putting them on high places in certain rooms so that they can watch out and make sure that things stay pleasant and uh, with the intention that I've set for the space. You can also set them in entryways like doorways and windows to prevent that harmful energy from coming in and you can set up things like crystal grids which are basically just a pattern of crystals and stones that have a specific intention that you've created with an intention and all of these can be used to both protect your space from the harmful energies from coming back after you've cleansed and to actually cleanse the space So you'll use these methods of physically cleansing and energetically cleansing, and then you'll return everything back in that belongs in that space. And so that's a really good method for just keeping a space that is set up for success so that you have the right mindset and you have the right energy surrounding you for all of the different things that you do in your home. So now let's talk about meditation. Meditation is integral to witchcraft because magic is really done through intentional thought and focusing your desire on what you want to communicate to the universe or your higher power, whatever your source of power is. Meditation is a key component of lots of different things that we do as witches like ritual and spell work and it's also really beneficial to your everyday thought and speech to help you just making it through the day. So basically what meditation is, is this practice where you train your mind to go into this state of consciousness in order to have some benefit. So that's just a basic description of meditation, where you're training your mind to go into this state where you're realizing a benefit. And there are a lot of different activities that fall under the umbrella of meditation. It's not always just sitting quietly with your eyes closed. There are moving meditations. There are all different ways that you can practice meditation. But almost every culture in the world has some form of meditation associated with it. No matter the style, everything is designed to promote some sort of contact with the spiritual self or the subconscious mind. They're often designed to uh, experience relaxation as well, to bring relaxation into the body, to build up the energy that is inside the body, 
for receiving psychic visions as well and for communicating with spirit guides, getting closer to the divine or to the higher self, looking into your past lives, using it for astral journeys, and all sorts of different reasons that these that cultures around the world use meditation. So the goal here is to focus and quiet your mind and eventually you reach this higher level of awareness and an inner calmness. Now you can meditate anywhere and at any time, no matter what's going on around you, you can access a sense of tranquility and peace. And when you're in this state, your magic becomes more powerful and effective because your mind is focused and calm. You don't have distractions of what are you going to make for dinner or what do you need to buy at the store, or when do you have to be at that meeting, or anything else like that. So meditation can be really beneficial for focusing your magic on what you're actually trying to manifest. So because I believe meditation is so important for practicing witchcraft, I created a worksheet that is designed to help you start a habit of meditation on a daily basis, and you can download that on the Mumbles and Things website by going to mumblesandthings.com slash blog slash 006. And you'll also find the show notes there. But you can enter your email address and I will send this directly to your inbox. But there's so many different ways to experience meditation. There's so many benefits of meditating including improving your ability to manifest, but also health benefits and all sorts of other things. So there's no reason to not start today. And I hope that you'll go and you'll download this worksheet, which is basically a grid, has 36 or 30 squares on it, and you can use these squares to visually track this habit of meditation. You can use it for any habit, but for specifically meditation is the intention um, I had behind designing this. But you're doing something every day for 30 days, it's proven to change your behavior to create that habit. Um, it's actually, some, some science, science says less, some science says more, so we kind of go in at 30 days and call it good. But again, you can go to mumblesandthings.com slash blog slash 006. And it's really easy to use this worksheet. There are instructions in the PDF. But the main thing is that you track your goal visually. So you're setting this goal of meditating for a set amount of time each day. And I recommend 20 minutes, but if you can get 5 minutes, that's great too. And then you come up with some sort of symbol or color that represents whether you did accomplish the goal or you did not accomplish the goal. And if you want, you can even do a middle one that's like, I kind of did it. So if, you, if your goal was 20 minutes and you got 10 minutes in, then you can give yourself partial credit. But I'll tell you why I love this method, and it's because it really shows you your potential. So I mean that what I mean by this is that you are recognizing that you are human, and because of this, you'll probably miss some days here and there. What often happens is um, when we set goals to establish a new habit, we start off strong. So oftentimes we get in there and we we get, you know, seven days in a row and we don't miss a single day. We are really strong and happy about the success that we've seen. But then as soon as we miss one day, we very rarely get back into it because we say, oh, well, I tried that and it didn't work. But if you have this visual where you can see that you did seven days in a row, but you just missed one, 
you can see that that one missed day is insignificant when compared to those days that you did the thing. And not only that, but you can see the potential you have to fill in all those future squares with the symbol or color for yes. So you keep going because you see that you haven't failed, you've just missed a day because we make mistakes, we're humans. So I hope you go download that. I'm going to move on with our next witchcraft practice, which is divination. This is another witchcraft practice, and it's certainly not exclusive to witchcraft. Some people practice divination who are not witches, but it is something that many or maybe even most witches engage in. In fact, there's many witches who, who entered the world of witchcraft through things like tarot or astrology or scrying, which are all types of divination. So this ability to uncover hidden aspects of a situation or to see potential future outcomes of a choice that you're trying to make, this is very useful for witchcraft. And that's really what divination is. You, you know, most people think divination is only about fortune telling and seeing the future. And those are certainly aspects of divination. Fortune telling and seeing the future fall into that umbrella of divination. But divination is simply the practice of seeking knowledge through interacting with the divine. So let's talk about what the divine is because Many of us are influenced by the major world religions, or at least aware of them, even if we don't follow them. And I've seen a misunderstanding that divine only means like the external force beyond the physical realm. So God and angels and spirits. But the divine is everything that exists. So according to the principle of mentalism, which we discussed in an earlier episode, we are all connected in one divine mind. Therefore, the divine is not something external. It's not only something external. The divine, the divine is you, and it's me, and it's everyone. So the divine is nature, and the universe, and everything that is physical, and spiritual, and mental. So I'm going to go on a tangent, but I think this is where a lot of the fights that humans have about who's right and who's wrong stem from, because as humans, we don't actually understand anything. <laughs> We've developed these belief systems and theories and religions and philosophies over the course of our existence on Earth. But we're all describing the same thing. We use different words because we have different languages and experiences, and things get lost in translation and how we are able to communicate our meaning. So some may say God, some may say Allah, or the universe, or spirit, or Mother Earth and Father Sky, or the God and Goddess. And some may use abstract concepts like love or truth. But in my opinion, and maybe you agree with me, it's all the same thing. It's this greater force that is connecting us. Something that connects us all as one, which is what the principle of mentalism tells us. All is in the one, and the one is in the all. So someone might say a prayer, and someone else might call that a blessing, or a spell, or an intention. But those are all the same things. And an action or statement in which we ask for what we want for ourselves, or our loved ones, or the greater population, or the planet, or the animals. So I guess what I'm saying is that the divine is information or knowledge, and we are each uniquely divine. So then what is divination? 
Now, in the major religions, direct access to the divine or God is more or less funneled through a pastor or a rabbi or a mom. This religious leader helps us to translate the message from the divine and shares them with the followers. So divination is the practice of skipping that person in the middle and taking spirituality into your own hands, developing a belief system based on your own experiences with the divine. And that's not to say that religious and spiritual leaders and teachers aren't valuable. Of course they are. We can learn from them as they share their experience and wisdom. But we can also learn from our own experiences, and this combination creates these layers and a deeper spiritual understanding. So you can use divination, you can check in with the divine, including your own higher self or intuition, and you can answer practically any question with some sort of tool for divination, like the tarot, or astrology, or runes, or scrying, or bibliomancy, or tea leaf reading, or pendulums, or oracle cards, or using just your psychic senses, so not even using an external tool. But there are countless tools and methods. If you Google it, I found a page that had hundreds of different methods for divination, and so I'm sure there's something that you are called to try. So let's just move on to this final witchcraft practice that I want to share with you today, and that is visualization. And visualization is the practice of creating a mental picture of your desires. And to be honest, the word visualization is not the best word choice for describing this process. Visualization implies that this is only a visual process, only involving your sense of sight, and it's way more than just seeing what you want in your mind's eye. In fact, this practice is much more powerful when you incorporate all of your senses as you imagine the scene. So what does your life look like when you have your desire? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? What does it sound like? And what does it feel like? Use each of your physical senses when imagining the circumstances of your desire and feel the way it feels to have achieved your dreams. Additionally, it's common for people to visualize what they want and feelings and feelings of lack will creep in because you don't have it yet. So pay attention to the feelings that you are experiencing and train yourself to transform any feelings of not having what you want into feelings of excitement about the potential for you. So I believe that these four practices in witchcraft are very important for really understanding all these various aspects of what you're actually doing. And so I hope that you find a way to learn more about these and to try them out for yourself. And as a reminder, you can go to mumblesandthings.com slash blog slash 006 so that you can download that 30-day meditation tracker that I mentioned earlier. You can use it for helping you develop any habit. I highly encourage you to download it and try it for building a new magical habit into your routine, whether that's meditation or visualization, or cleansing, or divination. So in this episode of Talk Witchcraft, we talked about these four core witchcraft practices. We learned about cleansing and how this removes unhelpful energy from your space. Then we looked into the benefits of meditation in a witchcraft practice. We also talked about divination and how to use certain tools to access your own divine wisdom. Finally, we learned about visualization and how it helps to clarify what your desires look and feel like. 
so that you can attract it through your mag magical work. You can find out more about this episode by going to mumblesandthings.com slash blog slash 006 and join me in the next episode when we talk about the structure of a spell. Make sure you subscribe so that you are notified about each new episode. To help other witches find this show, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook with the handle at Mumbles and Things. And go to talkwitchcraft.com to join our Facebook group. You can chat about this episode with other witchy folks. Wait, don't go yet! Thanks for listening to Talk Witchcraft with me, Maggie. If you've enjoyed this episode, I invite you to check out mumblesacademy.com. Mumbles Academy is the place to be for intuitive souls at any stage of their witch path. Whether you are a wildling at the very beginning of your witchcraft journey and are looking for a safe learning environment, a creator who is committed to your practice and wants to develop your witchcraft skills even more, or a sage who is full of wisdom already and wants to share what you know with others, Mumbles Academy was designed for you. With monthly masterclasses and live Q&As, an extensive archive of courses and trainings, and a supportive community to help you along the way with encouragement and advice, Mumbles Academy is the perfect place for you to be as you continue on your witch path.